You are listening to Pharmaceutical Calculations, a podcast about tips, tricks, and strategies for solving pharmaceutical calculations. This episode was originally broadcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy. Welcome to another episode of the Pharmaceutical Calculation Solve Along. In this video, we are going to take a look at an interesting altering of product strength question, which was sent by one of the viewers. And the way the question is actually phrased, it allows us to have the opportunity to review several additional concepts just by solving this one problem. So there are two reasons why we are doing this live session. The first one is to be able to address your questions. So if you have any questions, just put them in the chat and I'll try to get to them as soon as I see them. Now, the second reason also is to promote the idea of consistent practice because for pharmaceutical calculations, perfect practice makes perfect. So let's dive right into the question. And the question says, how many milliliters of taxol suspensions, 50 milligrams and 65 milligrams per milliliter, should be used in preparing 50 milliliters of a suspension containing 6% of taxol? So let's just break the question down. What is actually happening is we want to prepare a 6% suspension, and that's the target concentration. But we are going to do that by mixing two different taxol suspensions which have different concentrations. And by mixing those two together, we want to end up with the 6%. So the 6% refers to percentage strength. Just to remind all of us, percentage strength indicates some amount of grams in 100 milliliters. So 6% means 6 grams in 100 milliliters. So what we want to do is, just to make things easier, we need to take the 50 milligrams per ml and convert that into a percentage strength and do a similar thing for the 65 milligrams per milliliter. So our first goal is to convert these concentrations, milligrams per ml, to percentage strength. So what I was trying to do actually was to convert the 50 milligrams, which would be 50 milligrams divided by 1 ml, and we want to convert that into percentage strength. So the way it works is for percentage strength, you need to have some amount of grams in 100 milliliters. And so what we have to do is convert the milligrams to grams because we have a proportion and we have milliliters on the left-hand side in the denominator, and we have the same thing in the denominator on the right-hand side. So for this to work in the numerator you need to have grams on both sides so we need to convert the milligrams to grams so we have 15 milligrams and we convert that to grams making use of the idea that a thousand milligrams give us one gram so the milligrams cancel out and you end up with 0.05 grams so now what we have to do is actually take the 0.05, divide that by 1 milliliter, and set that equal to some quantity in grams divided by 100 milliliters. So what happens is once you solve for X, which is your unknown, that actually becomes your percentage strength. So that would imply that X equals 0.05 grams divided by 1 milliliter times 100 milliliters. So the milliliters cancel out and you end up with 5%. So by carefully observing what happened, we were converted from milligrams per milliliter to percentage strength. Now there's a useful trick. Whenever you're converting from milligrams per ml to percentage strength, you can simply move the decimal one place to the left. So we started off with 50 milligrams per ml. Moving the decimal place one to the left gives you five. So that'll be 5%. 
So we could do the same analysis for the 65 milligrams or use the same rule. If we take 65 milligrams and we move it one place to the left, that should give us 6.5%. But let's go ahead and go through the process from first principle. So for the 65, we have 65 milligrams divided by one milliliter. That should be equal to some quantity in grams divided by 100 milliliters. And that gives us a ratio. We can go ahead and convert the milligrams to grams. So you have a thousand milligrams giving you one gram. The milligrams cancel out and you end up with 0.0665 grams. So now this amount is what is going to be in the 100, in the 1 milliliter. So we have 0.065 grams divided by 1 milliliter. And that should be equal to some quantity in grams divided by 100. It's actually Y. So there will be some quantity in grams divided by 100 milliliters. And then you solve for Y, which is your unknown. So that will be 0.065 grams divided by 1 milliliter times 100 ml the ml cancels out and that should give you 6.5 so we have our percentages now now we can go ahead and use the allegation so you can set up an allegation to actually solve the problem and if you recall for allegation you want to always make sure that your desired concentration is between the two concentrations that you are mixing so we want to make 6% and we have a 6.5% and a 5%. So we can actually do that. We can use the allegation method here. So what happens is you set up a grid and on the top left, you put your highest concentration. So that'll be the 6.5. And then your desired goes in the middle. That'll be six. And then the lower concentration will be five. So the way it works is you want to figure out how many parts of the 6.5% you will need and how many parts of the 5%. And so to determine the number of parts of the 6.5%, percent you will take the six which is your desired subtract the lower one which is your five and that gives you one so that'll be one part of the 6.5 percent then you do the same thing for the lower concentration you take the six which is your desired subtract it from the higher so 6.5 minus 6 gives you 0.5 so that goes here so you have 0.5 parts of the five percent now, because we're given the total volume, what we also actually need is the total parts. So we'll take the 1 plus the 0.5, and that gives you 1.5 parts. So the 1.5 parts represents the 50 milliliters. So now we can go ahead and determine the volumes of each of them. So let's start off with the 5%. For the 5%, we have one part, we have 0.5 parts. So that'll be 0.5 divided by the total part, which is 1.5 times the total volume, which would be 50 milliliters. So that gives you the quantity of the 5% that you would need. And so if you do the math, you actually end up with 16.67 milliliters. So that's the volume of the 5% solution that you actually would need. Now for the 6.5%, there are two ways you can actually find the volume. Because there are only two components and that's what you're mixing to make the 6%, you can take the total volume, which is 50, and from that subtract the volume for the 5%, which is a 16.67, and that will give you 33.33 milliliters. So that's the fastest way actually to do it. The alternative approach would have been to use the 1 divided by 1.5 times 50, but it will still give you the 33.33. So that is how you can use the allegation approach to solve this problem. Now, there are some of you who really like the C1, Q1, C2, Q2 kind of approach. That's the algebraic method. 
So I'm just going to go ahead and use that approach also to solve this same question. And then you can have the flexibility in terms of which kind of style or which approach you want to use to solve these type of questions. But just to recap, there are a number of things that we reviewed. We reviewed the allegation method, which is what we did right here. And that was at the heart of our solution. But beyond that, we've done a number of things. We've, we've reminded ourselves of the concept of percentage strengths, which is some amount of grams in 100 milliliters. And then we've understood the conversion from milligrams per ml to percentage strength. And I also shared with you a nifty trick. Anytime you are moving from milligrams per ml to percentage strength, simply move the decimal one place to the left. It's a very quick way to do it. So now let's go ahead and look at how you can solve the same problem using the algebraic approach. So same question, and some of you may be familiar with and may actually like this idea of C1Q1 plus C2Q2 equals C final Q final. Okay, so this is the algebraic approach. And the reason we have C1, Q1, C2, Q2 is because there are two components. And so the first thing that we want to do is identify what our components are. So let's just say that C1 will be equal to 65 milligrams per milliliter. What would be Q1? Q1, we don't know what Q1 is. We are looking for Q1. Then also we have C2. Our C2 then will be 50 milligrams per milliliter. And Q2, we also don't know. We are looking for both of them. Then also we need to have C final. C final is 6%. And then we need to have Q final. Q final is 50 milliliters. So just to give you some contrasting flavor, I'll just put in the values, then we can look at what it actually looks like. So for C1, we're gonna have 65 milligrams per milliliter times Q1. We don't have any value there. Plus C2, which would be the 50 milligrams per milliliter. And that should be times Q2. We don't know that either times the six percent but six percent is actually six grams in 100 milliliters and now acute final we actually know that but we can put that in the next step so what we want to do is to make sure that all the units are the same so i'm going to rewrite this and we know that six grams would be six thousand milligrams and then if we divide that by 100 it gives you 60. so what that would look like then would be 65 milligrams divided by milliliters times q1 plus 50 milligrams per milliliter times q2 should be equal to 60 milligrams per ml and then we can put in our 15 milliliters now the 50 is coming from the total volume and the 60 comes from converting the grams to milligrams and dividing by 100. now it's important to stress that you now have two unknowns and one equation and you cannot solve that but what we do know is q1 plus q2 is equal to q final which is the 50 milliliters so we can actually go ahead and maybe say make q2 the subject of the equation so q2 be equal to 50 milliliters minus q1 okay so anywhere we see q2 in the equation we will substitute that with 50 minus q1 so let's go ahead and do that then so we now have 65 milligrams per milliliter times q1 plus 50 milligrams per milliliter now instead of q2 we are going to put 50 milliliters minus q1 and that should be equal to so 60 times 50 is going to be 300 the milliliters will cancel out so you end up with three actually it's 3000 3000 milligrams 
So the ML will cancel out and now you have 3000 milligrams. So let's go ahead and actually distribute the 50 over the 50 milligrams per ML over the what's in the parenthesis. So we end up with once again 65 milligrams per milliliter Q1 plus 50 times 50 which would be 2500 milligrams minus 50 milligrams per milliliter Q1 and that's equal to 3000 milligrams. So we are actually getting closer to the solution now. So now what that means is we can actually simply take the 65 and I'm going step by step just to make sure that I don't lose anyone. So 65 milligrams Q1 minus 50 milligrams per ml Q1 is going to be equal to 3000 milligrams minus 2500. So on the left hand side, we'll end up with 1515 milligrams per milliliter Q1. And that should be equal to essentially 500 milligrams. So now we can easily solve for Q1 because that will be equal to 500 milligrams divided by 15 milligrams per milliliter. The milligrams cancel out, the ML goes to the top, and you end up with Q1 being equal to 33.33 milliliters. So we are almost there. What is Q1? Q1 was our volume of the 65 milligrams per ml. Now we can find Q2 using this equation right here. So we'll do Q2 equals 50 milliliters minus 33.33 milliliters and Q2 equals 16.67 milliliters. So our values are essentially exactly the same as what we got using the allegation method. And so the flexibility is having these options, but just for completeness, I'm going to put the values back into where they are supposed to be. So for Q1, you have 33.33 milliliters and Q2, 16.67 milliliters. Now, I don't see any questions in the chat, but I'm hoping you found this particular video tutorial useful. If you did, just maybe give it a like or subscribe so you don't miss future sessions. So thank you so much for watching and I will see you in the next video. Thank you for listening to today's episode from RX Calculations. You can find all the episodes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy or as articles on our website at rxcalculations.com. If you have any questions on any pharmaceutical calculations topic, or you would like to suggest future topics, you can post them on our Pharmaceutical Calculations Forum website or YouTube channel. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on new episodes. Thanks for listening to today's episode and enjoy life. <laughs>